Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Welcome to My Millennial Property. My name's John Pigeon, and I'm joined by, as always, Emily Wallace. How are Hi. you, Emily? I am here and I am well. How are you? Very well, thanks. In the flesh, which is awesome. Now, we've got an interesting topic today, haven't we? As we always do. We always have interesting topics, but today's topic is the tale of two individuals and their different experiences in the arena of the pools. Yes, yeah. Arena is a sponsor of uh, pool gear, by the way. Oh, this is yeah. <laughs> pool wear. Yeah. Didn't even know that. There you go. <laughs> um, it's interesting, Paul. So I've over the years I've had mixed responses from valuers, from investors as to a pool's good idea, bad idea. Are they too much upkeeps? Um, tenants don't want them. Some do. It's it's always been this fifty fifty. But it's interesting when you fly over capital cities. It looks like every second person has a pool in their backyard, um, not so much in built-up uh, CBD areas, but in suburbia, there's there's a lot of pools around. Most definitely, and I am very excited to get cracking on this topic. We've got someone else in the studio who joins us as well, uh, Matt, and I'll pretty much play a moderator role in this, um, in this episode for the listeners out there. Yes, indeed. Welcome, Matt. G'day. Emily... You want to kick this thing off because um, it's Matt versus John, isn't it? Yeah, I'm taking the reins on <laughs> yeah. this. I don't, just for reference, everybody, I don't have a pool. Find yourself a friend with a pool and then you yes. won't need to worry about it. But if you Good are point. considering being the person with the pool, there are a couple of different ways to go about it. Now, Matt, your experience has been that you outsourced somebody um, to come and do your pool for you, correct? That's correct, yes. And on the other side, we have John who manage the pool project yourself yes in the red corner um now (laughs) (laughs) contrasting because matt looks a lot more handy than i am so i'm surprised (laughs) that these uh, roles have actually reversed today he outsourced his and we essentially project managed although my wife pretty much um, did the running around yes definitely well let's start with the obvious question matt why did you choose to outsource the building of your pool what was your thinking? So I am a builder, so it is a bit odd that I've taken this this route myself, but it was to try and minimise stress. Uh, the point in my life, I was entering a new job. I'd worked with a few pool contractors in the past and thought, let's just take the stress out of this whole time of our life and we will we'll get someone in to do it. So Great. That's where we, we were going to do it ourselves, but we ended up going with a pool builder. Yep. And that's the, the way we decided to go. Right. So to summarise, Matt, he wanted to save some time, save some stress, outsource the pool building. Yes. Now we flick over to John. Mm. It's a common one, isn't it, to, to outsource because I'm busy with work or I'm stressed mm. or I've got family or, or whatever else, whether it be building a pool or anything, it's, it's quite convenient to outsource it. Why we didn't was it probably came down to dollars and cents. 
and we we got some quotes from pool builders and generally um oh, i mean not talking dollars but there was a sizable difference between project managing ourselves and engaging subcontractors uh, because my my wife pretty much knew the the law of the land and we also had friends that had done that themselves and they advised yeah it's it's reasonably straightforward these are the guys that you can use yep. um, these are what they charge uh, and and away you go so when we priced that up versus uh, a pool company which is much more set and forget and you walk away and then you come back and the pool's done mm. we were prepared to put the time and effort into to project manage I suppose great now I think a question that's worthwhile asking for both of you starting with Matt is why did you actually want a pool in the first instance? What was the thinking behind getting a pool? So I have three kids, young kids. Yep. And the battle of going to the beach with three young kids uh, is not fun. <laughs> so we made the choice for quality of life for last summer that this is going to benefit us as a family to be able to relax in our own backyard and enjoy the pool. Pretty good Still reason. go to the beach, but... Coming home, spending a lot more time with the family, which we did. Yeah. We had a great summer in the pool. Yep. So that was the main factor for us, putting the pool in. Perfect. Mm. John, how about yourself? Yeah, look, we also have three kids and at the time of our life where they can all swim well. So that was one part of it is, is uh, we didn't want a pool where no one could use it. They were too young or we, yeah. we had to... Um, hold their hand the whole time, <laughs> as much as that sounds like not parenting. But, yeah, the whole, again, friends have had it, great experience, kids want to pull, um, let's see the, the what costs are involved. But we also had a – well, we have a sizable backyard, so it en enabled us to get that in and, and still have or hold that backyard space because that was a big one for me. Yep whether we do or don't, was, oh, is this going to take up my whole backyard yep. and the kids can't run around and, and kick footy or whatever. So, yeah, that was um, it was definitely a convenience thing, isn't it, Matt, where you can just uh, jump in the pool of a night time or definitely. during the day. Mm. Last weekend, top example. Well, that's right, <laughs> and you're on the coast as well. Yeah. So last weekend, Emily here, was 40 degrees. Um, yes. nice. And as you, you know by the humidity that you're feeling now, mm. Add that by another 15 degrees and that's what we copped last weekend. So paid for itself over the weekend, didn't it? it certainly did. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, Matt, back to you. We're going to walk through your journey. Where did it start? How did you go about choosing a pool company to actually come and build the pool for you? Walk us through your experience. Okay. So, as I mentioned, I'm a builder. So I've, I've worked with a lot of pool builders alongside the houses that I build. So I had a fair idea of who I would have liked to have used and who I actually got to price the pool. I went through the process of many different options of high-end builders down to the ones you'll find in the paper or straight online. Going through that, I had a, a contractor in mind that I'd, I'd worked with a lot. Uh, I trusted them. They did some good work for us before. And so that's why I decided to go down choosing that contractor. So sort of from there, the process was we had to sort of get in our head what we wanted to achieve, like John was saying before about the backyard and taking up so much space. Mm -hmm. I live on a sloping block, so oh. it was a little bit difficult from the start. My kids loved their trampoline, which they had to give up for the pool. Which oh, it's so not a bad trade-off. Come I let, on. I can't have it all. They got to make up their mind on that one. Okay. Oh, so, <laughs> Good but, call. Swim, uh, not jump. 
they actually still want their trampoline back. <laughs> so, so we made we my wife and I went through a lot of different scenarios where we wanted to put the pool, how we want it to look. Uh, we were a bit limited because we've got a regular size block uh, on yeah. the coast. Once we decided we wanted what we sort of wanted with the design, uh, I did do a little bit of project management myself. As you know, I went out to to get the plans drawn up and went through the structurals with my my engineers. So. I sort of presented that to a pool builder to take from that point on. And really from there, it was pretty much from our point of view, just selecting finishes. Yep. So. The easy part, right? You would think so. You would think so. <laughs> you would think so. And can I just pause you there for, yep. obviously we're, we're an audio-based um, outlet here. So trying to visualise the pool for people listening along and might be driving in their car or walking around the park. Yep. Um, can you give us a rough measurement of, of what your pool size is? Yep. So I have an eight metre by four metre pool. Okay. Uh, and it has a shallow end of 1.2 metres down to 1.8. Okay. Uh, I've got some young kids, so I put a, a, a decent size bench at one end so we could sort of kind of sit there and Ooh, nice. enjoy it looking after the kids. So, yep. so the size has worked really well for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hasn't taken up the whole backyard, but it, yeah, it's working well that size. So. Perfect. So let's skip to the part now, fast forward, yep. where you start to dig the hole and put the pool in. What happens? It rains. It rains. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time, doesn't Every it? Every time. <laughs> um, we had a little bit of rain. We were pretty lucky, actually. Um, it's very, where I live, it's quite wet. It's notorious for being wet. Uh, I have a large hill behind us. Everything kind of runs yeah. through our block and carries on down the hill. So we had... A, a fair bit of rain, but it held up okay. Mm-hmm. So the excavation process went through okay. Mm-hmm. A small residential block coming home to seeing mounds of dirt every day <laughs> isn't fun. But, uh, yeah, so excavation was okay. Okay. It was fine. And logically the next step of building a pool is to? Uh, get the reinforcing and then the concrete in. So that's yep. kind of the major milestone from pool building is dig the hole and hurry up and get the, mm. get the concrete in. Yeah. So that went pretty smooth for us. Um, that process was was pretty good. Okay. So there's a there's a bit of a divide between concrete pools and fiberglass pools, aren't there? Like, yeah, there is. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but the the gap has actually narrowed over the years with the cost of concreting versus fiberglass. Yeah. F- fiberglass has traditionally always been a lot cheaper. Yep, that's correct. Mm. I, I've I've heard this horror story about 12 months before we um, decided that we were going to. Uh, build ours was same thing heap of rain came in the fiberglass pool got um, plonked in the, the day before uh, swamp country and all of a sudden after three inches of rain this fiberglass pool started floating in the backyard so um, basically yeah. so did you go with concrete or fiberglass so, <laughs> so we, yeah so we went concrete on that basis but yeah. Uh, yeah, so do you, have you got any experience with fiberglass versus concrete, just quickly? Uh, no, I don't. I haven't actually put a fiberglass pool in. I've had a few friends that have had them with no, no issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a builder friend actually who put one in last year just because he wanted it quicker. Fair enough. Uh, and that was because obviously this time of year everyone wants a pool. Yeah. And you're not really going to get one done very quickly at this time of year. Yeah. If you get in late. Mm. Yeah. And just for reference, we're recording in early December for those of you listening. Um, and also for reference on both sides of your tails here, um, how long did it take from clearing the land for the pool to actually being able to swim in the pool? What was the time frame for your build, Matt? 
think it was about 14 weeks in total. 14 weeks. And mm. yourself, John? Yeah, we were about the same. I think maybe 12 where we, we started swimming. But it's almost 12 months to the day. Um, we're very similar, we got yeah. Swimming, so... Yeah, we're probably doing all, everything at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Likely. <laughs> John, I, I'm going to get to your tail, by the way. Sure. I'm just focusing on Matt first because I want to complete the full picture <laughs> and after the break mm. we'll come to you. But Matt, just to to get the full picture on your story, uh, how was your experience of going through a pool company and, and how did those 14 weeks pan out for you? Do you feel like you were less stressed and had more time? It's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a loaded uh, gun? <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't less stressful. Ooh. I'll be I'll be completely honest. Okay. I had a bad experience. Right. And define bad. It just wasn't pleasant. I felt like I had to micro. I'm a project manager. For, I was a project manager for a building company. Now I own my own building company. Yeah. So I understand how these processes work. Mm. And I feel like I was let down in that process. Yep. And I had to do a lot of the work myself anyway. Okay. But I was paying a premium. Mm. For something that I made the decision to try and de-stress my life, mm. yeah, and it ended up getting worse. Right. So uh, happy with the pool. So yes, the outcome was okay. Yeah. Yep. So my kids are happy with swimming, but the process wasn't an enjoyable one. And so reflecting back with the value of hindsight, would you have asked different questions? Would you have gone about it differently? Would you have not have used a pool company at all? Do you think it was that particular pool company? What would you um, do differently? I think I would manage it myself, definitely. Yep. That would be, yeah, that's the biggest thing I would have changed. Did you feel as though you were ending up managing it yourself anyway? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Making a lot of phone calls, trying to get things moving along, trying to get answers on things. Um, communication was probably the biggest thing I was let down in, in that right. process. It's interesting, isn't it? The it whole is communication, customer service thing, like across any industry. He's got yes. a he's got a pool that he's happy swimming in now, and it's all all rosy. But yeah. communication, customer service, mm. uh, leaves a a lasting legacy, doesn't it? Most definitely speaks volumes. Mm. So, to summarise your experience, what would be your tip for someone who's looking to engage a pool company to com- to do their pool? I'd be looking for references, and I would I'd be making sure I'd. I was able to call at least three to four references to see how their experience mm. was and even go and have a look at some of their previous work. It's a good idea. So Visually I've, see it. Exactly. I built a pool for a previous company I worked for, which is a large pool, so it was a big contract. Uh, so I went and looked at two or three of their pools. I was doing this actually at the same time I was building my own pool, so it was kind of... <laughs> I was going through it twice, <laughs> so I can actually compare two different companies on that one too. You should do it for a living. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah, I would definitely look at their work. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be checking up on the references. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Well, in summary, it sounds like you've got a pool that the kids love. Yes. Could have been a smoother road to the finished product by the sounds of things. For tips for our community out there, if you're thinking about going down the same route as Matt with a pool company and we'll hear from John in a minute, but on Matt's side of things, maybe do a bit of research, a bit of reference checking, a bit of physically inspecting previous work to check it's up to the standard you want to see it at. Definitely. Before you engage. Yes. Radio. We are going to take a very quick break, and when we come back, it's John's turn in the hot seat to go through his experience, and you as a listener can weigh up your options about a building a pool 
And uh, we might touch on some uh, pointers about the value out of a pool to properties and what that can mean for you long term. We'll be back in a minute. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. John, you're in the hot seat. Righto. Hit, hit me with it. Okay. So, we know that you project manage your own pool or yep. yourself S- and your lovely wife. wife. Yes. Yes. Great. <laughs> What was that experience like? How did you, how did you go from start to swimming into the pool? I think the process is not too different to, to what Matt went through in in respect. We had a concrete pool, um, so the the process is the same. So going back to my initial um, thoughts about well, are we going to project manage it or engage a pool company? Mm. Uh, a good friend of mine has said he got his or project managed his and and had a guy that was. I suppose a sub-project manager, if you want to call that. Okay, yep. <laughs> Had all the trades and, and that's what he does for a living but he's not really a pool company. So it's a, it's a, a um, fast-track project management. Mm-hmm. So first thing I did was, okay, a reference check was fantastic, um, highly recommend him, you, you shouldn't go any other way. So first thing I did was get him out on site and I'm – country boy, yep. shake hands, eyeball them, get a feel for them, gut feel, whatever. Yep. And and that's exactly what I got was a good feel. Okay, this guy can can really help us. We get along okay. And he he said, look, you can have as much or as little involvement in this whole process, which was music to my wife's ears because she likes to get involved and feel mm-hmm. handy and, um, and, and know that everything's going okay. So... That was the first step was giving that tick, um, even to the point where we had, we had slightly sloping block and we had our own excavator and he said, yep, that's fine. These are the levels and excavator spoke to him and they worked it all out together and, and then we're away. So from that, yep. from that point on, he just basically kept us up to speed with what was happening and obviously being in our backyard, we can see what's happening, but yes. um, what we need to do in terms of um, – tile selections and um, measurements and engineerings and, and through to council and all those sort of things. So, yeah, pretty um, – um, unlike Matt's, probably a, it was a, a very easy process, we felt. Yeah. Mm. 
And in terms of for those people who are thinking about managing it themselves to make sure they comply with certain standards, um, did that, uh, I guess, project manager in some element have a handle on, on what the pool needed to adhere to in terms of fencing and depth and all the rest of it? Because I feel like yeah. that's, not a, that's not common knowledge. No, but I think when, when you've got your engineer, well, a, a project, uh, sorry, a pool company is going to have their engineering team and, and submit to council on your behalf and, yes. and you tick off on it anyway. With this instance, we chose our own engineer and they came out and did all that for us. So they knew we had a shed next door, so we had to be X distance away from that shed. We had to be X distance away from the fence. Uh, where's our shallow end? Where's our long end? All that sort of mm -hmm. deep end. Sorry. So all that was pretty much covered off off on at the engineering stage, yep. and and it was just us to decide. Well, where do you want your your bench or your your steps, and how wide and deep do you want them, and away you go. So a bit of an an obvious uh, question here. But when you're project managing, how many, what elements are involved? You mentioned an engineer to come and do a report and tell yep. you where things need to be. I assume, is there a tiler of some sort who does the, and a waterproofer? What are the actual trades people that are involved in doing that when you don't go through a company that has it all in-house? Yeah, Matt probably knows more th more to this than I do. <laughs> I thought you project managed your own pool, John. No, I said my wife did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, your engineer, your council approval, uh, you've got someone to lay the, the concrete or the, the pool itself. You've got the waterproofer um, and then you've got your, your coping and your tiles and uh, and then your, your basically your last, well, pool fence up and then um, your top level of, well, it depends what you do with inside the pool um, as to whether you tile that or um, uh, and how deep you go with the tiles as well. So um, have I missed anything there, Matt? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so there's a few... plumber in there with filtration. Oh, of course, oh. yeah. The old plumber. He's a pool yeah. after all. <laughs> we better know where the water's coming in and out. Um, and some light, a little bit of electrical work. Yeah. Electrical work with lights. Um, we, again, had had a, a guy who runs his own um, pool pump company. So okay. yep. we organised all that and then obviously a builder to, to put the um, the roof over the pool pump and filters and everything. So, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, so just uh, I found that the pool went in pretty quickly and uh, the waterproofing and all that went, went along pretty smoothly. It was just the finishing touches on it that took yeah. a little bit of while. Did you find that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so I think it's, it's there's a handful of trades that do these sort of specialty finishes or yeah. they work for pool companies, so they get quite busy too. Okay. So yeah. Need to yeah. factor that one in then. Yeah, so like – advice out there to anyone who's thinking about project managing or even not you've really got to set some time aside each week to dedicate to it because other yep. otherwise the 12 weeks 14 weeks can turn easily into 20 weeks Definitely. because you become less important on their on their list if you're not that squeaky wheel making sure that yeah this trade's coming and yep. and with electrical and plumbing they also need to align in the correct order as well so when we're digging trenches um, for them to come in mm. we need to know that they're coming tomorrow otherwise if we get an inch of rain and the yep. trenches are no longer and um, with that as well even the going through a pool builder there is expectation from the client to organize external trades as well to meet in with them. Right. So they don't bring mains power to your pool. You have to organise that. Okay. You have to organise connection to your plumbing. Mm. 
So there's so, definitely a level of involvement on your end, even though is, it's yeah. effectively outsourced to a pool company. There's still a few exterior factors you need to definitely. It's not account a for. it's not a pay a bill and walk away and come back. There's, no. still, some, you, there's still some expectation of you of organising some parts of that level of involvement. Yeah, there you go. One thing for everyone around Australia, we're living in different climates, different conditions, mm. different soil types. Our our soil very sandy. Um, I don't know about yours, Matt, but like you could dig down with your with your hands and a shovel as as deep yep. as you wanted. Whereas I grew up in country Victoria, and you could hardly get into the ground. It was that dry and hard. So that that also plays a big part, doesn't it? Definitely. Mm. So we we have a little bit of clay, sort of a little bit deeper. We got, but yeah, the top the top layers were very sandy. Mm. So yeah. John, looping back into you in, in summary of your pool experience, how would you rate it? What would you do differently? Yeah, I'd, I'd go to Amy first of all to answer that, but <laughs> I think in general it was a, it was a great experience. Yeah. Like we, we didn't feel as though we were stressed. Yes, it was busy and it was more hours spent on, on getting it ready, yep. um, but we were kept up to speed pretty often all the way through the process. Um, the council were actually pretty quick in getting their approvals done. So that's the other thing to factor in before you yep. get it um, underway is check mm. just what their turnaround times are. If you, As you said, Matt, if you're thinking of building a pool December 1, there's a pretty good chance it won't be in by Christmas. So <laughs> getting sure. your <laughs> realistic expectations out there. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Now I guess to round this out and to help the listeners, it um, I've got a question for you both and you might not have done this but I just thought I'd be worth asking. Obviously some people put pools into their home to increase the value of their property. Um, it's you know it's something that's now a selling feature if they go to sell. Yep. If you don't mind me asking, you don't have to share numbers but just generally speaking, have you had your house valued since the pool's been put in and if so, um, what sort of percentage increase, if any, have you seen in, in the value of your property or would you guess that it would now you know increase in value? We haven't had it revalued yet. Okay. Definitely was something we're, we're getting done shortly. Mm. Um, I think it would have increased the value of my home. Yeah, yep. And it'd be hard to say what I think. By how much? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. It's not my field of expertise. Yeah. That's all right. How about yourself, John? Well, I, I think generally speaking, I wouldn't expect the pool to add value to the to the overall valuation of the property. Okay. But my experience was that the valuation went backwards. Really? <laughs> wow. Are you serious? <laughs> I am 100%. I wasn't expecting that. No, and neither what was do you, I. What do you put that down to? <laughs> well, the, the valuer told me. He, he said, look, you've got this dirty big pool in the backyard. You didn't have it there the last time I valued it. What that's done is it's made this block unsubdividable. You uh, can no longer subdivide this block. Okay. So... It's detracting from the value. Okay. He, he couldn't home. care less that I've spent thousands of dollars building this beautiful pool. He broke your heart in one he sentence. He broke my heart. So, yeah, well, I mean, it was just out of interest to get that valuation, but that's yeah. what happened. So I think anyone listening that's thinking, yeah, do I put a pool in? And and there might be people listening that's like, I couldn't give a frig about a pool. Yeah. I haven't even bought my first home yet. They could be like me and just um, have friends that have pools. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> team I'd, Emily over here. I, I definitely <laughs> encourage that. For It's a cheaper option. But cheaper. look, it is a fantastic experience, especially for the kids. If I was living yes. on my own there's no way I'll be building a pool um, but yeah don't expect it to add 
$100,000, $200,000 of value to your home. Okay. It's all relative to the area. Yep. Um, but, yeah, would you expect to get the money back that you paid to put it in? Probably. Probably. Generally yep. speaking, okay. yeah. Interesting. Well, I think we've we've heard both sides of the story. Not that there's really a winner in this, you know, really. I mean, I think the real winner is me. I don't own a pool and I haven't spent a cent and I've still That's been right. able to swim you, in the water. But You are the winner. Um, I just wanted to check if there's anything you wanted to add in conclusion, John. No, no. Look, I, I think, and we say it all the time, whether it's buying property or, or, or anything, we just need to do our research, ask yeah. enough questions, get a good scope and feel for the situation and, and, and make your make your decision based on that. Um, it's not always about cost, but I know that I think we would have saved about 30000 wow. by um, doing that. And ours was a larger pool, so that's, yeah. that's relative as well. But, yeah, yeah I think um, if you can wear that sweat and, and time to, to put in and invest to do it yourself or at least project it yourself, then it might look a little bit better in the, in the pocket. Yep, most definitely. Well, I've actually learned a lot from listening to both of you because building a pool would never have crossed my mind, but I feel <laughs> like I've actually been uh, educated through this process and I'm sure the listeners have and our community has mm. as well. So thank you both for sharing your, your story, your pool story. Pleasure. Cool story about the pool story. And uh, for you guys out there, if you would like John and I to answer any particular questions on the Property Podcast, please put them in the Facebook group, the My Millennial Money Facebook group, and yep. tag John and I. We're obviously both members of that group. We keep an eye on it. Uh, we'd love to be able to give you a shout-out, answer your questions, and make sure we're adding value along the way. So thanks for joining us today. Mm, thanks for coming on, Matt. Thanks no for coming on, Matt. Pleasure. Mm. Maybe you'll build a pool, maybe you won't, um, but we'd love to hear your stories. Yep, and if it's not relevant to you, then thanks didn't, for listening didn't cost anyway. you anything. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week, guys. I'll speak with you next week. All right, bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.